We promote rehabilitation of our black minds through dialogue and reach moments that allow open wounds to heal. We are Black Kings, and welcome to another episode of In My Healings. CJ, let the people at home know what the topic is for tonight. All right, the topic for tonight, because I don't want to want to make sure I'm clear and concise about it, is gentrification. More specifically, with gentrification, is it necessary? If so, why? If not, then why does it occur? And what are the side effects when this happens? Also, do we gentrify white communities? Which, that is a good question. Mm. Some call it urban sprawl. Some call it gentrification, reverse gentrification when we do it. So, mm-hmm. that's the night, gentlemen. What are your views, starting with Cam on gentrification? I feel like it's necessary to a to a degree, depending on how it's done. And I say that because a lot of the areas that do get gentrified are um, the urban areas, which do have a lot of crime. Um, well, some of them have a, have a lot of crime. They lack a lot of resources. The education is not up to par. So I think I think it's vital, depending on how it's done. Yeah. All right. This is what I, well, we were talking earlier before the podcast, but this is my feeling on gentrification. Yes, do we need these neighborhoods? Black, let's just keep keep it above. These black, the gentrification is going on in these black neighborhoods. And more so, we're from the state of Georgia, so except for Rob, but Rob can understand that too, what's happening in Philly. But we're watching go from being food deserts and, and deserts as far as all resources and white coming in, and it might be because of urban sprawl what's happening. Like, for example, we moved out to a suburb in So, yeah, white people were will come as numbers back towards, closer towards the city. And what's happening is they're bringing resources to these cities that at one point were virtually a desert to resource, of resources. So, I'm with that. I'm completely with that because now you people, you have black people who have access to close health care that they've never had before, um, certain type of food that they've never eaten before, certain access they've never participated in before, certain financial. And you're bringing these resources in the community, but you're pricing it at them. You're making the cost of living over there hard for the people that were previously living over there who needed the, all those resources. So I'm for it if there's a way to keep the people who really need these things and need to benefit from them. So that's that's how I feel about gentrification, at least on that part. Is it necessary? Yes. Is it a greater, is it something, is it, could it possibly be amazing and great? It can be. But don't throw away a whole group of the people and push them out towards housing, subservient housing, further away from their jobs, further away from their family, further away from people because they can't afford to live in a place that prior to, even though they didn't have the resources, it allowed them certain accessibility to where they needed to go. Mm-hmm. So my take on gentrification is it's, it could be great if done properly. And right. do I feel like we gentrify white communities? Yes. We do gentrify white communities. We move into certain communities and they take on 
the spirit, like Henry County. Yeah, so many people coming in and takes on the spirit of something you would see in like Buckhead or Bankhead or Camerton Road. Like people outside grilling, playing music. Like our culture, you see our culture traditionally white neighborhoods, and you like, oh, but you still see white people living there. Like, oh, we've really gentrified this area because uh, now before it might have been a um the orange Julius out here, now it's a cookout out here. Or it might have been a Lululemons out here, and now you see a PTLR out here. So we, we do gentrify white neighborhoods too. We bring it to our comfort level, like to what we like, oh, this is wonderful that this is out here, and I enjoy this thing, and this is great for me. So I, it's, 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 it's two way street with that. I think gentrification is. Uh... Well, I think that it's 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 nece- well, I don't agree with it, um, only because you know, I think of our mom, our pops, our grandparents, everything they work hard for, um, you know, it's already, you know, just moving with the times and property value going up and so forth. They make it so far without a reach because you work all your life just to settle down and it's like damn how how um unfortunate is it that you gotta come out of your retirement and work a part time ass job just to pay your taxes, you know, or um just to still keep up because, you know, you might have made a decent wage back in the day, but it's just compared to, you know, these times, you you are still lagging. Um and uh nursing home ain't the answer. Either. A lot of people don't want to go to a nursing home. It's like, you know, going to college at 65, 70. You know, I don't want to see people. You know, I don't want to deal with other folks, especially in my family, put me in an uncomfortable situation. Um, you know, and then those family homes or assisted living homes, they're expensive too. But, you know, the government's supposed to take over usually or the state rather, the state takes over after a certain period when you depleted your funds because, you know, uh, that's where the lottery comes in, benefit, you know, benefits older uh, people. But that's all I have to say. It's like, um, you know, it puts us in a situation where it's like, you know, haves and have-nots. You know, uh, I think Jay-Z said it once, you know, it's no like it's it's going to be where there's no middle class, either rich or poor. Um, but I think that you know <laughs> we get like you said, it's going on in every major city. But you put you know, let's say other cultures and so forth um, into our neighborhoods because they can afford it because our homes being foreclosed and so forth and whatever. Because you can't keep up now, they're and now they're moving to more accessible means. They're closer to the city. They're mm-hmm. putting us um, out, you know, forty-five minutes to an hour to places where you can't even say, "I'm in Atlanta" or "I'm in Philly," you know, and so forth. I mean, you tell them that to associate lack of better, but I mean, I mean, if I told you. Uh, I told you Westchester 
Pennsylvania. You'd be like, what the hell is that? You know, that's hour and some change away from uh, if I told you um, Duluth, you know, or, or Gainesville, you're like, where the hell is that? It's, you know, so it's like, it, it's not fair. And, and all those, uh, and I'm, I come from, you know, a place where, I mean, I mean, the transportation, we don't need a car. I mean, you can pretty much navigate all through, you know, um, transit and so forth. But, you know, I noticed out here it's kind of segmented. You know, this borough doesn't agree with this borough. This borough cuts it off. At one time, you might have to take an Uber to get over to here. You know, at some point, it's just, um, it's weird how it all meshes together. I had a buddy tell me when he first moved in Georgia, he didn't have a car. And, uh, it would naturally be a half hour trip if he drove was two hours um, on transportation and uh, nearly two hours. And he said he would have to leave, um, like let's say he worked at three o'clock. Um, he would be there at 2.30, but that's two hours of travel. <laughs> and guess what? You gotta do that shit back, you know? So it's like, all that to say, I live in a place you know what I mean? And you're not really reaping the benefits of living in the inner city because you are ousted out because you um, can't keep up with it. To me, that's not cool. Um, so, and I say put people in office that look like you. They came from, you, you know, uh, how you came up and want to see you maintain. Uh, I believe there should be... Um, laws in place where, hey, you know, if you own your home, you know, outright and paid your taxes for, you know, for all, let's say, 30-year mortgage, and you paid your taxes for your, your grandfather then, if you will. Um, you know, no one you should, you know, should come in and, and, and take what's yours, you know what I mean? Um, and I think, you know, we need to have those resources. Like I, like I always say, put the people you in that, that look like you that share the same values uh, in office. That's why I do believe voting is essential. Um, yes, everybody has an agenda, but you know what I mean? There, there are some, they always say, get them in the beginning, in the first term when they're so eager, uh, when they want to make a name, want to make a difference. And because... Um, uh, Think well, you don't. You just fall victim to hey, you know whatever you get, and 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 you know they always say make a choice or have someone make it for you, you know. Um, and it's just it happening in every major city, um, and you know prime example is funny, uh, in Buckhead, um, and and uh, you know George Atlanta, they. Uh, the violence that's, that's taking on right now, and you could you could say it's primarily uh, us that's affecting the property value is definitely lowering. Um, my buddy, he just got a condo uh, in Buckhead, right across from Lenox, for $160,000. He said there. a couple of years ago, it was um, 
that same one was maybe, you say he, he couldn't even look at it. It was like 300,000. You know what I mean? But yes, yeah, so it went, it went down. Um, and that's, and a buddy of mine, you laugh at it, you know, but it's so true. He said, I feel like I want to live in a white neighborhood. You know, he's a white guy too, but he's like, I feel like, you know, but he, you know, he's, I guess, low income white, you know, but not white trash. You know, he said, I want to move into a decent white neighborhood. He said, guess I got to shoot up the block a couple of times a week. And so, <laughs> it's funny, right? Uh, every time they talk, yeah. in the statistics, it, you, you are not in a safe area. And safe means people are moving and they want to get out so bad. They're leaving that money on the table. They can't even sell it for what it's worth. They just want to get out so bad. Um, and that's where, that's how you, <laughs> I'm not invoking this, but I mean, I'm just saying, you know, that's where crime happens, even if it's um, home invasions, not just shoot, uh, car vandalism and so forth. Where people can't have peace of mind, that. that's how you gentrify and, you know, uh, unofficially take back, you know, uh, a, a place that you had your eye on, perhaps. But, um, you know, there are other ways, but, you, you know, I, I think that, you know, the voice of the unheard, you know, um, it's going, they're only going to go unheard, but for so long. So, I mean, I think that you should leave people the hell alone. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, you know, let them live. I mean, how they live and, you know, full circle, you know, life, they'll pass, uh, cause that's how it goes. And, you know, someone with the means will take over, you know, these properties, these neighborhoods and, um, and promote better opportunities, um, for people, I think also, you know, people are limited to the information put out. It's not that they don't know. They just don't know how to go about it. Some people, you literally have to hold their hand and be like, hey, let me bring you to it. Now, what you do from that point on is on you. But I think there should be more like, hey, you know, programs like, hey, uh, Chris, you noticed that you haven't been working in a couple of months. Hey, what you doing? For you, so I know you just got out in front of there. Have like uh, people pull up on you, like, hey, found a couple of good leads. I need you, you know, to uh, I need you to apply yourself and you know to get them these jobs. And let's start with the wages, man. Uh, shout out to my city; uh, they just increased the wages uh, from seven twenty-five to fifteen dollars an hour. Um, minimum wage and uh that's the as effective january 31st <laughs> it's funny everybody they say it was doing a 10-year challenge but that's what has been they said it's been over well overdue it's been 13 years and your money still ain't inflate so it's like it's time to see some changes to give you know uh people who work their asses off get them um you know, a piece of the pie too. That's nobody wants to feel left out. So you know, that, that's what I'm about. There's fairness around the board, especially for people 
who are uh, doing the right thing. They should be able to, you know, enjoy the fruits of their labor. So that's why I stand on them. Okay. All right. Well, uh, gentrification. Um, I, I don't like gentrification, honestly. Um, but the reality of it is, is that it's going to happen. <laughs> so, so it's not necessarily something to to really necessarily argue about, but to to understand and try to expect what outcomes that may occur when it comes to gentrification. Anytime a big commercial property comes into your neighborhood, notice that your the 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 taxes in that neighborhood, sales of everything in that neighborhood skyrocket. They go up. Milk, water, gas, everything. Throw a target to a low income area, they about to do something stupid. They about to change up the whole neighborhood. <laughs> they about to change up everything. Um it brings up uh, anytime you get like any major commercial property building coming into that area, it brings up the property values significantly. So what do you do next? You got to take over the neighborhood. Um, so we got to write out checks, send people on their way. So we can go ahead and, you know, rebuild in a way. In the midst of rebuilding in a low-income area, some people don't have, some people either are too stubborn because it's been their neighborhood for years and they've been a part of that community all their life and they don't want to change. Or even when the money is even received to them, that's for some properties, not all properties, because normally people are just pushed out. Um, even when the check is slid, sometimes in many cases, it's not enough, not enough to survive on, not enough to live off of. Um, and when it comes to writing out those checks, it's known that some black people and some Hispanics or whatever don't know how to responsibly take care of themselves when it comes to that type of income. So they lose that money significantly fast. Um, gentrification is uh, its not necessarily um, harmful to a selected group of people, but it's harmful to us, uh, to low income individuals. Um, that have been living in the neighborhood that has kept them thriving or at least attempting to keep them thriving for the longest. Instead of trying to fix the problem, they re they rather push out the problem and put a new system in order. Um, and sometimes that don't even work. So uh, gentrification is cool. Yeah, it does bring in new stores. It brings in new people. It brings in new property. It brings in new advantages, new jobs, all this and that. But it pushes out the pushes out the little man, yeah. uh, for the most part. Um, and pushes out black people, um, old black people that have been a part of that old community for a while. Um, it pushes out uh, people that work at a Wendy's or a McDonald's that can actually afford these little apartments that are actually there. Not saying that they're the best apartments, but it's theirs. It's tangible, something that they can hold on to. Or it pushes out your mom and pops. Pushes out the push them out their homes. And it pushes out the way of you living. A lot of the, the, the uh, young adults that we see nowadays that work at these little shops and stuff like that live with their family members. They don't have their own property. Um, they don't have nowhere they can call home besides their mom or dad or aunties or uncles or whatever it may be. And you push them out, then that may become a bigger issue. So I think gentrification only works in a, uh, a selective classroom. Like 
mid-high class, uh, people that have decent income can live somewhat comfortably. When their neighborhood gets switched out and it gets uh, um, evolved into something else, they usually can buffer that. Uh, buffer the effects of gentrification or buffer the effects of, of new property coming into them because they don't necessarily significantly have to worry about their income uh, 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 being lost in the, in the mix, and if you will. But low-income individuals where the properties are so low that anybody can come in there and take from you, that's a risk for anybody because when you do that, when you push people out, they have to go somewhere. <laughs> yep. And sometimes they'll show up on the property that you're that you were selling in an upper white class, you know, upper neighborhood where there's white people that uh that that live there. For instance, like when Bankhead, um, some parts of Bankhead when they were like Bankhead courts and all that, when they were shutting those apartments down, gating them up, boarding the daggone buildings, and pushed them out because the property just fell off. Where do you think they went? They went further, deeper into Austell. <laughs> and Conyers and all that. Yeah, and Conyers. And then what you noticed was when you went to Mableton and whatnot, crime rate was slowly going up. It was starting to teeter up because you're, you're pushing out the wrong group of people. You're pushing out everybody. So when you push out everybody, you expect everybody to go their different ways, but you're also creating an atmosphere where there could be more violence in your area or more uh, selling of drugs in your area, or just more homeless people in your area, period. Like people, some people can't thrive in a mid-range or a high-range class of, uh, of, of people that have the, the life to actually live comfortably. So when it comes to the low-income areas, yeah, it may not always be suitable, but granted, it's theirs to say, hey, they can afford this, they can, they can uh, do as they will with it. The thing is, if you're going to go into a neighborhood and you're going to try to make change, I think it's more beneficial to actually teach people about their communities on how to take care of it more properly because apparently they're doing something wrong. And um, a lot of it has to do with the government. A lot of it has to do with your state officials that really destroyed that city or destroyed that area and, and didn't want to take care of the road systems or the or didn't want to uh, put in more railing systems or bus systems in that area. And if they did, it, it just causes more problems uh, in that area because you're bringing in different types of traffic. There's so much that goes on with gentrification that we could talk about for hours upon hours upon hours. Mm -hmm. But what we can say is that gentrification only benefits people that can maintain a certain amount of income. That's it can't do nothing if you if you can't maintain what's going on uh in 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 your property or your community then what happens is you get pushed out that's just what it is and it's unfortunate but that's the reality of it because we have to evolve as a society we have to grow as a society things get new things become new so we have to be able to deal with the change no matter if you can't handle it or if you can handle it so it just is what it is because it's going to happen regardless. Um, as far as gentrifying white neighborhoods, we kind of do that in a way. I do agree with CJ on that, but I think it's really a small number of of neighborhoods that we do that to. It's very minuscule. Um, 
And the reason it, it the reasons are not even as the same as it is for white folks. Uh, if a black people, if a black family comes from a poor neighborhood that knows that the crime is high, that uh, everything there is not valuable, uh, there's no sense of safety or security. What what are you going to think in that moment if you have a family? I want to live somewhere where it's safe, just like everybody else. I don't always want to live in the hood or right down the street from a liquor store. I don't want to do that. I want to live in a neighborhood that I see on TV with the white picket fence and a house and a sense of security. And a lot of black, a lot of black folks at that time and, and now, of course, they see that as a safe haven. So when black folks moved into uh, certain parts of Georgia, like the Austell or something like that, when they moved into these cities, the expectations of safety and security and uh, uh, just just well maintenance of the neighborhood and the community was far significant than what they they've experienced when they were younger or when they lived in a uh, in a, a low impoverished black neighborhood. So of course you're going to have like minded black people move into these white neighborhoods. And when these white and when these black people move into these white neighborhoods, it's going to be alluded to be gentrification. When in reality, it's still not. It's still not because we don't own commercial buildings. We don't own any of the property. We don't own anything that deals with that community. The only thing that we own or possibly will own is the house. Nothing else. You're black in that neighborhood. You're going to if you want some chicken, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you want something good to eat, you're going to take your ass down to Atlanta. You're going to take your ass down to a little five point. You're going to take your ass down where it's black soul food and you're going to find something to eat in those properties because why because black people own some of the property or for the most part most part own the properties in atlanta or own properties uh and little five points or own properties in other places where it's predominantly black hostels not like that there's no property there may be like a small number of people in hostel that are black that own property in hostel majority of those properties are owned by white folks so when you talk about gentrification you have to also talk about how the community is growing within uh, within its scales. We're talking about housing. We're talking about commercial buildings. We're talking about security, safety, and maintenance. It's just not color folk moving into a white neighborhood, or it's not just white folk moving into a black neighborhood. Because white folks move into a black neighborhood, they change everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. Only thing we change is one sense of complexion uh, moving into their property and they are not having the advantage to move into that house. That is it. Nothing else. We don't change the gas stations. We don't change targets. We don't change Walmarts. We don't change none of that stuff. We don't change the malls. We don't change anything that deals with that property. Matter of fact, we add to that white neighborhood with our income. So it's like, what more can be said about that? So when it comes to gentrification, as far as black folks gentrifying, it happens, but it happens at a minuscule level. Right. It's like the show, what's that show? That creepy ass show about Compton. Nineteen, like in nineteen forties, where uh, they had their first uh, black family move into Compton. You know, Compton back then was predominantly white. It was predominantly white, and then uh, as properties have changed and uh, the community has changed and laws have changed in California. White folks slow. I mean, black folks slowly start moving into those houses 
and saying that uh, Compton was a nice place to stay. And then, you know, crack epidemic and all this and that kind of created the uh, dysfunction that it was that it is now. Now it's the hood when it when it was never that to begin with. So Compton was a completely white suburban neighborhood. And then now it's like 40 percent black. It's like like 65 percent Hispanics live there. Some mess like that. And then it's like 30. It's, it's a weird number. There's there's a small number of white folks that live there now versus to what it was in the past. So we gentrify, but we don't gentrify everything when it comes to specifics. But when you talk about the neighborhood, yeah, we, we can become a community within that neighborhood, but we don't gentrify to the point on a mass scale where we bring in big commercial properties and stuff like that, where we can say all of this is our own. You understand? Yeah. Yep. So let's let's look at it like this. Gentrification, like you said, Noble, is going to happen. But gentrification is nothing new. When you think about it, it's just it's just different ta- tactics. You got a uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. You got Levi, Florida. You got Oscarville, Georgia. That was gentrification too. They just came in there and took that shit though. Yeah. Now it's now it's different t- taxes. It's it's rent increase, heavy policing, school closings, governments refusing to put money back into the neighborhoods just to simply fix roads. Um and, and the list goes on. I agree with gentrification that happens within revitalization of the neighborhood within. In order for us to prosper as a community in these urban areas, it's only right for us to take back these neighborhoods, buy these homes in these neighborhoods, buy this land in neighborhoods, open businesses in these neighborhoods. But until then, we're going to continue to have people coming from other cities, states. What's up, CJ? What I feel is fuck gentrification is, let's say there is an urban sprawl to where, or there's, let's say there's a reverse urban sprawl to where they're moving back out to the suburbs, and we're moving back into the cities. Then either way, they're benefiting off of whatever culture on the speak a neighborhood that was there before they start to gentrify. Like at one point in downtown Atlanta, black people were working at the cotton mill. That was the that was the only job that was there. That surrounding area, some of even the house get white people who move into these neighborhoods and they're like, oh my God, I just love the exposed brick and the industrialization of this. And oh my God, <laughs> Like they do it in some is that a slave quarter? Oh my god, this can be our pool house. Like they it's it's fetishizing a little bit. It, yeah. That, that's the fucked up part about gentrification, because I've actually heard people say that. They're like, it gives me so eighteen hundreds. And it's like, the fuck you oh, mean wow. it gives you eighteen? <laughs> like you 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 think a slave too? Like it's so like Noble was saying, black people typically won't. I'm not gonna say we typically gentrify because we move into a better neighborhood is to get out of whatever crime and issues that's we're that's plagued in the community. But they can also move into our communities and benefit and even promote the spirit of what our neighborhood was before, and they commercialize mm-hmm. the fuck out of it. So, like, mm-hmm. let's say right. Right. I agree with that. in this neighborhood. 
they'll somehow turn around and be like the biggest drug dealer in the in the neighborhood in the 1980s live here, and now we're gonna call this Cracksville. <laughs> and you're gonna walk the tour of where Big Meat is selling crack. Like, it, it's like <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> they do, they do that to our neighborhoods facts, all the time. It's facts. They push us out of it, but they try to leave the soul and commercialize the soul as much as they can. Yeah. And that's what's up to me. But then here's the other thing, too, and, and I'm a living testament. We we move into like Noble said, we we come from these these urban communities, and we get families, and we get money, and you know we we of course you want to do better than you did before, so you move into a nice neighborhood, right? Then they move. <laughs> they 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 sell they sell a house for half of what it is just because you moved in next door. You got you gave them no just cause. You don't play no loud music. You come in, you mind your business. You go, you know what I'm saying. You go to work, come back. That's it. And then they move. And then next, you know, you got Jaquan that move next door, and then the property value goes up. <laughs> everybody in the <laughs> everybody in the club getting tips. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> He'll lose a property value. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that, boy. My folks don't like losing property value, boy. They really got to get the hell on. They got to get the hell on. They don't like when Negroes move across the street, neither. No, they don't. No, they don't. You know what I'm saying? Your mansion was about 13 mil. That shit about five. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we'll hang there to go in the house. It's a nigga across the street. We gotta go. Yeah. Two weeks later, it's a U-Haul truck outside. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Justification. It, it'll do that to you, man. <laughs> it, 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 it'll uh, show your true colors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with building up a community. I'd never say don't build up a community. I'll never say I, I just prefer you to, if you're going to build it up, uh, first educate your community. Um, I think when it comes to bringing in property, try to hire those people that's already in that community. Um, I think a lot of people are in fear of hiring people within their community because of certain situations that have occurred in that community. I say community a lot. That's a lot. But uh, I think we need to realize that uh, when gentrification benefits, it only benefits us to a certain extent. It only benefits black people if they can afford to be there, if they can actually take advantage of those uh, of those things that are coming into the community. And that's the only way uh, gentrification benefits us. If we can actually have establishments within those commercial properties, you know what I'm saying? But if we can't have those things, if we can't afford those things, if we can't have black businesses actually being part of those things, and gentrification is going to all. Communities, but the difference between our community, Hispanic communities, Jewish communities and all those communities, you know where this is going. They know how to take care of their own. They know how to take care of their own when it comes to income. 
They know how to take care of their own when it comes to just simple civil morals. They just know how to take care of their own. And I'm saying we don't take we don't take care of our own, but it shows our true colors when we have these low come low income areas, and you see buses of people uh, looking at the city that you're living in that's looking at potential to see growth, mm-hmm. and you still stand stagnant within said growth that could be occurring if y'all just came together. That's a problem. That's a big problem. That leads to officials not being able, you're not talking to your officials, your officials are not adhering to your problems or your complaints, and then your officials are not taking their jobs serious because they always gonna see you as a, a stain on the stain on the carpet or or, uh, or a vein of their existence. That's an issue. So as far as the community, if it doesn't benefit majority of us, it shouldn't be a part of us. Yeah, we got to look at the bigger picture, like um, some of my thugged out cousins instead of going over the bucket and robbing the people with the money, you know, take the money you already have and put it back into the community mm. by having these thriving businesses, selling drugs, but then there's no bigger, there's no bigger picture to it. There's no, there's no after. There's no putting like entertainers, right? You got yeah. these people that's that's moving from um College Park and Fulton County and Atlanta that got money don't put money back into the neighborhood. They go out to these yeah. to these other cities and buy these big houses but don't do nothing to bring it back to the community. That's an issue and a problem. And then we wonder why our grandparents don't have their homes because they forced out. Because the bank come and, and, and offer them, they offer them something they can't refuse. You know what I'm saying? Or they come up with those tactics where they, they have no choice but to give up their property. My bad, y'all. I had to go to the restroom. That was quick. What you do, pee on the bathroom? Hey, man. Hey, man. Sometimes you can't do <laughs> <laughs> Pee on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Black ass ran real quick. I had to go, boy. I made a drizzle. I said, man. Shit. <laughs> yeah, what were you saying? Nothing. <laughs> you ain't missed a beat. <laughs> okay, then. Okay, then. My bad for the view. I'm about to say one more thing that I'm going to have to get off a little early. Yes, but, man. Yeah. But my stance on gentrification. <laughs> Is I agree, I do agree with what Noble saying. Like if it doesn't benefit the majority, and but I don't think that's actually what gentrification was designed to do. Most things it's in this country, of course. What one us up for tonight? Everything has been planted in this entire country. Like that's when true. Came, we literally live in a state where we we live in a state where the first city that was actually planted out, like when they were on the boat. And planning the colonizer to bring smallpox in all they caucus ways. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Whiskey drinking ass. Was gonna be in that Savannah. They literally planned out what Savannah was going to be. So you're telling me if they're planning out all entire cities and societies, they're not planning gentrification and who's it supposed to benefit? It's supposed to benefit them. In a perfect world, gentrification will bring access and resources to 
all. Like, I heard right. a friend say this, the football player for Jacksonville Jaguars, and I was surprised how it's not even deep. It's something that's real. He said, exposure creates expansion. If you had black people who were actually able to stay in these neighborhoods and have exposure to it, it would create expansion amongst the community. But fucked up thing is gentrification does not work that way because right. the um, cracker dwellers <laughs> what's wrong with you that sounds like, like a baseball team <laughs> dude black characters <laughs> they, they've, they've designed this to be the way it is gentrification works only the way it works because of, it was strategically planned this way now, yeah. if we were actually able to, and I know people hear this, and it's supposed to be this grand old dream of, of black people can come together, we can really change things. We don't all have to agree on the same thing to be able right. to the same. There's 101 ways I can get home from my house from where I'm at right now, but I still get to my house, right? Right. We can all get to the same destination. We just need to agree we all want to go to the same. I agree with that. I agree with that. I definitely agree with all that. So, yeah, man, you said something there. You said something there. <laughs> Gentrification. I mean, uh, when it's all said and done, it's all about money. You know, it's all about making yeah. money. So, I mean, in a, in the, the 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 larger scale, even though it's in a larger scale, in a simplistic, uh, in all of its simplicity, it's just about how to make more money for yourself. And how is this property going to bring more uh, value so we can make more money on top of that? I mean, it's just all about money. They don't even care about the people. So that's just that's just what it is. So, CJ, I mean, I agree with everything that you're saying. Definitely understand what you, uh, the things that you're saying. Um, I can appreciate that. Definitely. So you enjoy your night, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, look, before we end the episode. Before we end the episode, how do we get? And we we kind of we kind of touched on it, but how do we get gentrification to benefit black people? I mean, it's uh, do 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 we have a, a way for it to benefit us? I I don't know right now um, because when it comes to recreating your, your neighborhoods or you know injecting yourself like they do uh, into a neighborhood to try to promote better uh, a better system of safety and security and have an influx of income coming into that community it's uh it's like you have to have money to make money so um in order for that to occur black people will have to put their dollars together somehow and uh either recreate the neighborhood that they got that they're already exposed to, mm-hmm. or take on a take on a, a neighborhood that hasn't been touched. Um, a lot of black people, some black people, uh, I think I think it's Alabama. There's a, a group of black folks that are taking over a large amount of land, and they're trying to make a small town out of it. Um, but that takes money. So they they did that here in Georgia too. I forgot the name. Yeah, of the yeah, they did. They did. They did. Uh, but the difference between th- this uh, Georgia and there, it's just land. There's no yeah. properties there, so they're trying to build from scratch. Yeah. So, uh, 
you know, and to build from scratch, like I said, you got to have money to do so. Um, I mean, of course, you can, you know, take out loans and, you know, stuff like that. But that that within itself takes a toll. So I think you have to have people not necessarily like CJ said on the same page, but you got to be able to willing. You got to be willing to actually end up at the same destination um, in a way to 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 actually benefit the people surrounding you. So at the end of the day, it comes down to that dollar comes down to that dollar or in the future. Uh, future cases NFTs. So I mean, hey man, yeah. there's a house in Florida being sold for NFT right now. So hey, listen, <laughs> black black kings is to make an NFT. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. So I mean, that's just my take on that. Now, I mean, there may be other ways to get to the pie, but yeah, that's without money, you can't get to it. That's yeah. just period. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree because you got to think about it. Um, I don't think going a loan route is going to work because when you go to the bank and tell them what you want the loan for, they're going to say, hell no. Nah. Yeah. So that they ain't going to work. But circulating our dollars in the, in the existing communities that we already have sounds like the key way to revitalize our own communities and stay within our own communities and build our own communities. Right. Then that's not even gentrification. That's just revitalizing. That's just revitalization. That's that's, so, that's, that's a little, it. It's a little remix. It's a little right, uh, right, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, repainting. But go ahead, uh, CJ, handy yeah. businessman. You have a good night, brother. All right, y'all, gentlemen. Good night, man. I'm gonna catch y'all. Appreciate, it, appreciate it. it. All, all right, right, all right. All right. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been another episode of In My Helen. Follow us on. Um, IG four yeah. underscore black king. <laughs> At this point, y'all should already know. Stop playing. <laughs> this is big facts now. This is big facts. <laughs> Tell you that right now. <laughs> we still, we still on Anchor. Fuck Joe Rogan. We still on. We still on uh, <laughs> Spotify. Yeah, man. We still there. <laughs> we still there. We'll Apple. see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we still got to see what happens with that. Yeah. yeah.